0: I'm going to run through my Quarren stream list uh, quickly since I have a lot to talk about. Well, good, because
1: I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
0: not, not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero
1: Slate.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're looking at a PlayStation 5 reveal.
0: Oh, we indeed looked at it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's about all we got. We we got some looks. But there's some stuff in here relevant to what we're talking about, so we'll bring Mm -hmm. that up. Uh, A free online San Diego Comic-Con this year. We'll see how that goes. Yep. Um, Could be good. Could be bad. Uh, But guess what? You're not getting your money back. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, there's some rearranged movie release dates at the end of the show and more yeah
0: who would have thought we're still in a pandemic and uh release dates are still moving around but uh e- even though even though the the terribleness of the world ebbs and flows the mm-hmm. release dates still change
1: there's no ebb or flow it's just worse and worse <laughs> and worse this rate.
0: yes speaking of speaking of ebb and flow uh ying and yang uh Chris you've been pretty busy this week
1: yeah I have so every year my my company always does a one um education online it's not online on, it's an education conference imagine comic con for boring people is how you describe it um, i
0: think uh, i think webinar is the word you're looking for
1: well, that, that's, well that's what that's what it, it didn't used to be it was always in person this year we had to, to pivot about six weeks ago and go fully digital um and, and, and surprisingly enough we actually sold twice the amount of tickets than we normally would <laughs> So I step into this building uh, where we're going to film in this new building my company bought um, you know, several months ago. So I, I go in on Wednesday to set up all the studio stuff, right? I'm like, where to get the camera up, get everything. There's no internet in this building at 4.45 <laughs> p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Wow. Um, I was able to call the, the internet provider. They were there, or they told me they would be there at 8 a.m. the next morning. Well, the guy gets there at 9.45, and we, we go <laughs> online at 10. So I've got like eight different backup plans, but the guy set it up in like five minutes. It was one of those pre-wired buildings thankfully so oh. <laughs> uh, thank god uh for that so i spent two days about 48 hours straight in this little studio building area filming and stuff like that and then um i mean i didn't get home till 5 a.m saturday morning technically so i have just been literally out of it and then an electrician came in and put in some like uh, did some minor work but i got those can lights that i sent you mike uh which are pretty cool because those change color they're not Hughes, so, uh, But Of
0: course. As soon as I saw you sending me a picture of recessed lighting, it's just like, he's got colored lights in there for yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: they do. They're the cheap ones. They were like 15 bucks a piece. Um, so if you already have a recessed receptacle, you can pop them in uh, and they, they work via Alexa uh, or Google or uh, not, not, not. Siri, not the not the Apple one, but the other ones they work on.
0: I'm am t- telling you, there's got to be some sort of open source software that will change the color of your lights like based on your pulse from your Apple Watch. Because oh. I'm I, I'm just expecting you to walk into your house and then the lights just change to reflect
1: your mood. You mm-hmm. know, that's just it's gonna happen. Well, I mean, I've got an Apple Watch on. Maybe we can. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, the beats per minute, is how. How determines well, it? But it's
0: funny. Your internet scenario reminded me of a a much a smaller uh, a thing I ran into when I moved into an apartment out here in LA a few years ago. Where yeah, like a lot of internets like pre-wired. These ISPs don't always like go to the prop could go to the trouble of like turning internet off like they say they do. Mm-hmm. So like the day I moved in, we didn't have internet. I think the the person was supposed to come like a day or two later. So I was like, oh, well there's a, there's a jack in the wall here and I just plugged in. I was like, okay, the internet's on. Like I should never should have called them to begin with. I could have had free internet here because they probably never would have noticed. Yeah. So that's yeah. a PSA out there. If you ever move into a new place, Try, uh, try all your internet ports first before you tell them you want internet. You might be get, be able to get it for free.
1: You could. Or it, it's definitely going to go the other way where you need internet the day you move in and they're like, well, we can't get there for three weeks. So, Ugh, sorry. It's the
0: worst. And it's just like, yeah, so we got to send somebody out to turn something on in a box. It's like, I can see the box on the street. Just mail me the key. It'll get here faster than this person. I'll open this box. I'll flip the switch.
1: Yeah. It's like, come on, people. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Just uh, you, call call up like an Uber. Like, can Uber do this now? Can like <laughs> Uber we internet need,
0: delivery. We need that space internet. I don't know who's going to make it. Uh, Elon Musk is like extra crazy nowadays, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he's too busy uh, <laughs> on Twitter to uh, launch a satellite with internet, but there's supposed to be better ways to be get well, internet now. Well,
1: it, no, they, they have satellite internet. That ping is horrible, Mike. You're, you're going to hate that ping. I play Call no, but, of Duty with no, you, no, no, and no, but, I know how that ping's going to be. But they got these
0: new satellites are going to be lower orbit. They're going to be much lower. The ping's going to be much more suitable. Now, high intensity gaming, I don't really know, like if you're like uh really into getting those uh frames if you count frames it might not be your your best Uh, friend but i think for the average
1: consumer it'll be fine well i don't think it's frame rate but i mean you're gonna you're gonna know that server like i'll tell you what our friend of the show quentin he's listening right now and he's just he's just fuming at you mike he's just (laughs) fuming at you over the gaming uh the ping the ping rates um but yeah, that's really all I've been doing. Uh, it's been a week. I haven't got to consume anything. I, I did have a note in here. I watched uh, Little Shop of Horrors on HBO Max on the of Classic Music Great, movies. great, great. And that was a good time. Uh, I do. There's an original movie made by um, Roger Corman. It wasn't a musical. It was a black and white movie. I think he made it in four days. Um, that, that's, that this movie's based on, but I forget all the great cameos in that. You know, um, so I had a good time with that. But that's really. All I've had time to do this week, Mike. And then we're going to go into your list of things you've got to watch because oh, on the sh- other end, you're not doing any home improvement should projects. We, uh, <laughs> should we
0: settle down into the corn stream corner real quick? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll drag up one of the, these bean bags, and yep. I have another lawn chair that you can sit on. I it, have collected furniture in the corner.
1: Well, well, and if you're not interested in Mike's corn stream, you could probably go grab a drink, do a lap, come back, here you done This will be quick. I
0: got quite a few this week, though. Uh, First up to bat, uh, via HBO or HBO Max or whatever you want to call it. We'll actually get into that here in a little bit. We have a film that came out last year called Ready or Not, which I would describe as a combination between, like, Knives Out, Cabin in the Woods, and Get Out which sounds like it would be uh, really interesting and it it is uh, at some level. I saw people responded to it a lot better out there on the internet than I did, but some of the rules in the world that they created got a little too complicated for me, and it just kind of uh, weighed the movie down overall. But the I don't remember who the lead actress was, but she's got a really great scream. I think she's been in a lot of other kind of like spooky, scary movies, so this just really seems to be a space that she's comfortable in. So uh, obviously, if you have HBO or HBO Max, you can go uh, check it out for free. So I, I would give, give Ready or Not like a light recommendation if you wanted to uh, check that out. Uh, if you if you're a, if you're scared of scary movies, this isn't really scary. It's kind of more of like a Comedy thriller So uh, that's that was ready or not I actually watched that Two weeks ago But forgot to bring it up On the Quarren stream So it popped back Into my noggin So I'm letting it Down here for you So Next, if you want something just really relaxing We need escapism more than ever right now Especially if you just can't get outside like me And there is a show on Disney Plus That is a National Geographic show Called Secrets of the Zoo And their newest season focuses on the Tampa Zoo So they have two earlier seasons that were filmed Like two or three years ago of the Columbus Zoo Which uh, we were much closer to growing up You're a lot closer to it than me now But apparently the zoos in Ohio are actually pretty plush. So uh the first two seasons are about the Columbus Zoo, but we we didn't watch those. We just skipped right onto The Secrets of the Tampa Zoo. And it was really really nice. It's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's just like kind of like a quote-unquote reality docu show of cameras following around like the zookeepers and the vets checking out the different animals. They 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 they, they bring new animals in, they take care of, they have babies that are born at the zoo, they take um, animals for emergency visits to the vet on site. And just, it's just really nice cuz the zookeepers are just kind of like nice, cool, chill people that respect the animals you get to see a lot of uh, animals that you normally would see at a zoo that you can't go to right now if you're uh, if you're locked down like i am so if you just need some nice family friendly escapism go check out secrets of the zoo tampa chris i think you i think you guys would like that too
1: oh yeah i mean who, who wouldn't love that kind of stuff
0: Who wouldn't? And uh, next up, we'll we'll stay on the HBO theme. Uh, HBO Max slash Crunchyroll, I believe, has this anime that I just randomly checked out on a whim called Keep Your Hands Off Ezukin. I think that's how you say it. This is kind of a new thing for me where I just kind of... I Go thought <laughs> you were having
1: a stroke writing out something based by the, the title of well, the name here. I mean,
0: I was just looking for something random to watch when I was when I was exercising. So I was like, uh, "What can I, let, let's just pick one of these uh, originals from the Crunchyroll section. And uh, it's it's subbed, so that's new for me. Usually I'm looking out for dub stuff, so I, I, I read the subs throughout this whole thing. I've watched about an episode and a half so far, but it's kind of interesting. It's about... Um, it's about a bunch of uh, three char- three uh, like high school characters that want to join their anime club so they can make their own anime. So it's like an anime about kids wanting to make their own anime, and they talk a lot about illustration and drawing and animation. They get into a lot of like the nitty-gritty of that kind of stuff. So if you really like drawing or if you like animation and you also like anime, this might scratch a certain niche for you. So I thought it would be – it's about time that I kind of check out other parts well, of the HBO Max section.
1: So what I know about this actually is it was a manga – this, or it is a manga going on first, and they and they adapted it into a show this year. Oh, um, okay. Like it's a very very new show. I think it was like it like debuted like April to May kind of thing. Because Dark Horse also uh, will be doing an English language release of the manga. That's how I kind of heard oh, about yeah. it, it was through Dark Horse. Uh, the comic distributor is doing the the manga now, English well- manga.
0: Now what would be interesting is If the manga is about a group of girls Getting together trying to draw their own manga So who knows I don't know I haven't read it But uh, if you're looking for uh, to poke around some anime It seems like the most anime that gets really popular Is always like action based, fantasy based So it was kind of, kind of interesting To watch something that's a little bit more lifestyle oriented uh, So next we walk on up To the big thing that me and my wife Just completed before we hopped on the podcast Is we did the Pirates of the Caribbean rewatch Yes that is all five movies that are out. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that the first movie is still the best movie by a long shot by a mile by a thousand football fields That first Pirates movie is just so good. There's like so many just uh, amazing uh, Moments in that film such a clean a perfect screenplay and it's just great I love all the characters in it And then as you move on through the series, you just kind of like drop off like the continental shelf much like the ocean Uh, So the original trilogy if you will, you know is somewhat solid uh, but these last two movies, these kind of oddball ones, are just—they're just kind of crazy. They kind of turn Jack Sparrow into, I would say, like a cartoon character. And even though, yes, you know, uh, sea creatures coming to life, Davy Jones, you know, skeleton pirates—it's all very fantastical. But these last two films just kind of really go all out there, and it's kind of really hard to grab onto any character you know
1: well can i give you a fun fact about the most recent pirates no Please. no not the most recent one the fourth one the fourth pirates movie the Blackbeard one uh yeah the one that's like after bill nye was was it, it was the one right after that right yeah. um it is literally the only movie i've ever fallen asleep at in a theater <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I can't believe you said that, Chris. Because we watched it last night. We watched the we watched the fifth one uh, today. Last night we watched the fourth one, the Blackberry one, and I literally fell asleep during it as well. Uh, yeah. We are we are so much the same person, and like. I woke up, and I had all these questions about Blackbeard's magical sword, and I just assumed that they were answered. And then the sword even pops up again in the fifth movie, and I had to ask my wife, the parts that I fell asleep, did they explain the sword and all? And she's like, no, I don't think they did. So they just love throwing magical stuff in these last two movies and not really explaining it at all.
1: Well, this is like one of the first movie, Curse of the Black Pearls, it ends on such a great note that it doesn't need a franchise. And then literally every other movie they've done, they're like, franchise 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 like we got to set up more movies after this one um but yeah literally I, I remember going to watch that movie i was in lafayette that summer mike uh staying there and i walked into the theater saw the opening scene where he's like isn't he like falling asleep getting out of a bank or something like that as well that, or drunk.
0: that is that's the fifth movie okay never mind uh, <laughs> it, well it was it was the fourth
1: movie it um because i remember uh, he was like in england or something i don't remember, remember exactly i just remember waking up and the credits were rolling like that's how much of the movie i missed the whole yeah. damn thing it was it's this- just it's a rarity for me to do yeah. that yeah
0: so this would be my recommendation. If for some reason you wanted to dive back in, you can absolutely skip the fourth one. It really doesn't connect, I would say to anything. Uh, but the fifth one does kind of dovetail back into like Davy Jones and, mm-hmm. and will and Elizabeth. There's they, they kind of elaborate a little bit on those roles. Uh, they give Barbosa kind of like a, a bow to his story, but not really. So, but I mean, if you need franchises to watch, I, I suppose this is one that you can uh, check out, but, um, I'll end the corn stream on a high note. Uh, I think somewhere recently in the future, Netflix added Walk Hard: The Dewey the Dewey Cox Story, which is just great. I would I would recommend it. This is like a, kind of like a mid two thousands Judd Apatow movie, and it, it's just amazing. It stars John C Riley and he just plays like kind of like this fictional Johnny Cash, but also mimics all of these other like uh, true life uh, musician stories, and it's just hilarious. It's just uh, it's just. Uh, It's just a farce the whole time, but it's great. There's a lot of running gags that go throughout the whole story. uh, Like, you don't want none of this. You don't want any of this, Dewey. It's bad for you. (laughs) It's great. And uh, it was great because my wife had never seen it, and I hadn't seen it, I think, since it came out in theater. So this was almost like a fresh rewatch from the ground up. And just before we watched it, we watched one of my wife's favorite films, uh, That Thing You Do. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Chris. Uh,
1: that's uh, the that's the musical one, uh, correct, with uh, Tom Hanks? And-
0: yeah, t- uh, Tom Hanks wrote it. I believe he may have directed it, but he also stars in it alongside of a, a group of four guys that are kind of going along a fictional storyline of the Beatles, even though the Beatles in their universe also exists. So it's about this band called The Wonders, and they actually write a very catchy song for it. So we kind of got to watch this more grounded, uh, music, uh, story, uh, based in reality. Then we moved on to the, gooey st- the, the Dewey Cox story, which is just hilarious. So, uh, if you got Netflix, go check out the walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. It, it's hilarious. Uh, I think, uh, the best joke that will sell you on this is, you know, it starts off at the beginning of Dewey Cox's life when he's a kid and there's a kid actor that's totally playing Dewey Cox, but, and then it flashes forward to like so many years later when Dewey is supposed to be 14, but he's literally played by John C. Riley as a 14 year old and they go out of my way. It's like, oh, my beautiful 14-year-old son. You've never looked so young. So, like, that's the type of movie that you're getting yourself into. You just – you got to go watch it out. So that's my cornstream corner. Get off my beanbag. You know, it's going to split. It's going to fall apart. And we got news to talk about. Now.
1: Yeah, it's going to look like snow in there, All snow mm-hmm. all over the thing. Um, but, yeah, so first things first, uh, a lot of people um, – this is interesting. HBO Max about, what, a week or two now or maybe uh, maybe like half a month.
0: T- Time's a construct, Chris.
1: <laughs> yeah, at this point, I don't know. Uh, so it's it's it, it's been out for a while, and HBO has already acknowledged the names are confusing. So they have <laughs> they are simplifying this, Mike. Okay, right now we have three choices, right? Yes. HBO Go, HBO Now, and HBO Max. Mm-hmm. If you have HBO Go, I believe you've been converted to HBO Max um, at the same rate, but you are getting phased out completely. There will no longer be HBO Go when that when it's all said and done Uh hbo now is simply becoming just a standalone hbo service uh which will have like the hbo originals pretty much and things they have licensed for the hbo um uh channel and hbo max will be the same which is all of that content from the hbo app plus all the warner media yeah,
0: it's just, it's a, it seems like this is something that was either planned or it, – if it wasn't planned, it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, because it seems like obviously they want to condense this all into one single app into the future so they don't have to worry about all these like uh, – these just like loose ends fading out there so HBO Go makes sense because HBO Go almost wasn't even really a streaming service it was almost like a tool mm. that they gave to cable subscribers like oh hey cable subscribers do you want to watch HBO like on your phone just use this app but we're just going to add the word go onto end of it because so you can go places and watch it so it wasn't even really a streaming service it was just like here's like a hammer you know yeah. it was just a tool it was like an add on it was you, a
1: bolt. You want to watch your shows while you're doing something else here, here's here's HBO Go. You yeah, already paid
0: for it. Exactly. So it makes sense that they can just get rid of that because it's not even really a service that you subscribe to. It's just something that's given to you for free. So HBO now becoming HBO, just HBO flat, makes a whole lot of sense because mm-hmm. they don't have to differentiate, delineate between two different apps. But now what I'm confused by is it's just like, so you have like, now you have an HBO app and an HBO Max app. So if you just... Throw out all of the history of everything you know about HBO, and you just look at those two two things. You're like, okay, so you have the we have a, a one word, and then you have a word with Max on the end of it. So the Max must have more, and it does. That makes total sense. But they cost the exact same price, so it makes. I feel like there's a second phase that'll come that'll just uh, kick HBO entirely away, and then it'll just be left with HBO Max, and then HBO will just be some sort of signatory sign that they just add well, to stuff.
1: I I don't I think this is gonna go I think HBO will go down in price or max will go up in price yeah it's uh, gotta be one or the other right right because the, the way I look at this is this is exactly what Di- there's a Disney Channel app and a Disney Plus app right oh I, ha- I had no idea <laughs> yeah Disney has about 20 different things there's like Disney XD and like yeah you know, but like to just for basic knowledge there's a Disney Channel app where you can watch Disney Channel stuff right that's you mm-hmm. only find on Disney Channel and then Disney Plus is well Disney Plus everything else so it's kind of like they're going towards that kind of thing where you're like, if you just want HBO stuff and you don't care about it, they'll probably be like, okay, hey, we noticed you watched Westworld, here's this, but then probably offer an upgrade price to the max for like, like, you know how they bundle what was it? Disney plus ESPN and Hulu kind of thing uh-huh. is what I imagine. Like, ah, oh, you can get them both or, you know, your HBO, even though HBO max does have the HBO now, the, what, what really sucks for people is HBO go is currently the only app on Roku. Uh, so if you want to watch any HBO only content on a Roku or I believe Firestick, I don't know if I don't know if now is, um, you you're losing that ability when they they kill the HBO Go functionality. Um, but I believe it'll be phased out to where HBO Max will be on there probably by that point.
0: Yeah, they just need to—they just need to figure out this uh, Roku deal already. Because I've really only been checking stuff out on my phone, and then I do have HBO Max on my PlayStation, but usually I'm only booting that thing up to play games. So just—just just figure stuff out with Roku already. I, I want my easy browsing to be available.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already have the app. Uh, they've actually shown pictures of the app. They just Roku wants some sort of probably pricey deal to put it on there. I don't know how Roku makes money, so that, that's. <laughs> it's not on those devices because those things are cheap as hell no one really knows <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah so if you have HBO uh, you'll probably just in the in the few I say within six months you'll only be seeing HBO or HBO Max um, or they'll change it to HBO Plus I mean I'm, I'm fully expecting that at this point
0: <laughs> HBO to the max.
1: Yes. The other, probably the biggest news this week uh, that, that came out of not nowhere but that we knew about was the PlayStation 5 reveal, Mike. Um, yes. This is, this is the the meat and, and, and potatoes of this week's show uh, because, you know, as you know, everyone knows we play games. Game news is still coming out because um, video gaming is kind of recession-proof. Yeah. Um, that you can always release a video game they can work on video games and at
0: home it's almost yeah it's almost kind of pandemic proof to a certain extent also yeah.
1: <laughs> because then you can actually have that social interaction on video games that you don't normally get watching movies right uh-huh. so uh as, as everyone knows me and mike both have playstations we we play together uh we we do stuff in the vr so this playstation 5 they unveiled their their newest design uh, in a video here that's kind of weird um and we get our first look at this thing, and it has got an interesting design here. It looks like, if I'm going to be honest, um, an AT&T modem uh, <laughs> that I've had before.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite description of the design of the console has been, uh, go back five years and look at all of those like computer renders of what people thought the PlayStation would look like. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of what it looks like. It's kind of grown on me a little bit over the last couple of days, but... Truth be told, I don't really care what it looks like because once I get it, it's just going to go on the shelf and it's probably never going to move again unless I need to move my entertainment center or like, you know, it's just it's just going to be a box that sits down.
1: So I don't really care what it looks like, to be honest. Well, the interesting part here is PlayStation has always minus the what was called the PS1. It's not the PlayStation. The PS1 has always had a black launch console that blends into your entertainment area. Uh-huh. They have gone completely the opposite direction with a stark white, and and black highlights. Very stormtrooper-esque here. If you will yeah
0: it makes me wonder since the xbox series x is that what the next one's called series x X,
1: since
0: since that one was revealed first that one is literally just a black box it's like black from head to toe it's very industrial looking Mm. makes me think if playstation holding back was just like okay let's make the fins white the fins (laughs) could have been any color they they could have they could have molded them stamped them any color that they wanted to they're like okay well they went black let's go white let's go different um, just because I, I, I would say that theory holds a little bit of weight because no one's revealed the price of the consoles yet and it seems yeah. like they're almost in a in a chicken in a battle yeah. of chicken right now to be like okay, well if you release at 500, we're gonna release at 400 or if you release at 600 we'll, we'll release at five. So it's just waiting for the first person I, to strike the flag.
1: I don't think it's gonna be that. I don't think they're gonna undercut each other. They're gonna see what who's who's bold enough to make a price and we're gonna match you. Because what's interesting is at the end of this trailer we've linked in the notes here, they unveil there's actually two PlayStation 5s. And this isn't a PlayStation 5 and a PlayStation 5 Pro situation. This is PlayStation 5 and a digital-only PlayStation 5. Uh Um, No disk drive. No disk drive. And the disk drive is in an interesting place on this one. I thought they'd put it in the black but because it curves down, it's, a, it's like, it looks like a little separate add-on kind of Yeah, deal. it's a it's a bulge, it's bulbous. It, yes. it
0: obviously, want, they obviously want you to lean towards the digital version, but they wanted to make sure that there's still the physical option sure. because I guess there's a lot of other places, regions, markets where discs are very
1: important. Well, but also, if I mean, Mike, I, I have some PlayStation Four discs. If I'm gonna if this is gonna be backwards compatible, I need to play my I need to put my old discs in, right? Uh-huh. Um, but the deal is what I've seen here, people are, are estimating that the licensing for discs in like movie playback and the the actual disc drive itself will take the digital version down a hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, that that is really curious because it's like how much could the physical component actually cost? And But the thing is, costs with consoles are all mirrored over so many other things because they pretty much sell these things at a loss or at cost anyway because they want you in to yeah. buy the PlayStation the, Plus subscription. They want you to buy stuff well, on the online game store, so they get a cut of that. So the price is almost just a mere fabrication.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And they, they sell them at a loss. I think the, it's like the first year or two, and then the production becomes so cheap that they actually start turning the profit in the latter half-life cycle of the consoles. And they want you to buy the accessories, right? Because also at the end of this video, I think it's like one of the last things, like, oh, get your controller, get your console, get your headset, get your little clicker remote, get your camera, wireless charging thing, get your camera. Um, there's a lot going on with here, and I, I'm not in love with this, but that's not the look isn't what sells a console, right, Mike? Mm-mm. It's the the games, the, the first part. It's the party. games. So uh, while we look at this, and and you know, I'm just not in love with it. Um, simply because I, my PlayStation 4 is my Spider-Man PlayStation 4, right? Like, it's, it's a, uh-huh. a red and white beauty. The games are what's going to do it. And the game debuts, here's a, just a, a collection of them. This is not all of them because I, I don't care about a lot of them. Uh, but Mike got to watch it live and, and re, 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 relay these back to me via text. Uh, one of the, the biggest um, surprises, but I think cop-outs of this whole list <laughs> is Grand Theft Auto Five coming to it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's why they put it at the beginning of the show, so you forget about it by the time they get to all the <laughs> other stuff.
1: Because I say it's because Grand Theft Auto V came out on the last generation's consoles first. Um, PlayStation th- 3, wasn't it? Yeah, 3 and Xbox 360 was where I first played it. And then it came to the new one with the first-person view, and now it's on the next generation.
0: Yeah, I, the, I think the thing that was most surprising to me, they are like, oh, if you get it now... If you pre-order it, there's some sort of bonus where you would get like a million dollars for free like yeah. every week or something. And I'm just like, what is the economy within the, resi- within GTA like that? A million dollars is just something really simple that you can get. So I have no you know, idea how that online the, world works, but man.
1: The online world is what keeps the game going. But what I would rather have seen, like, okay, Grand Theft Auto 5 and 6 at the same time. Like you get 6 and guess what? You get 5 free with it kind of thing. Um, but they, they didn't do that. They, they they just went right into Grand Theft Auto Five. I'm I'm expecting this to be like a Skyrim of this kind of generation. Like everything can play Skyrim. We're gonna master it for the Switch and all this well, other stuff.
0: It- it's kind of funny that GTA 5 is getting dunked on, but it's almost getting dunked on because it's it's still masquerading as a as a game that came out for the PlayStation 3 when in reality it's just like a it seems like it's more of like a free to play online game with yeah. microtransactions, which nobody would be surprised or shocked, you know, if in if in two console generations you see a trailer for more Fortnite stuff, because it's just like oh yeah. it's, Fortnite wasn't a game that came out for the PlayStation Four or these other consoles. It's just oh it's just been an existing service. So I would imagine that whenever GTA Six gets launched, I would think that they're going to have like a, they're going to do a similar thing to Call of Duty where they're going to have a standalone online experience that persists well, throughout eternity, that, and then they have their campaigns.
1: That is that is how Grand Theft Auto Five's online works right now. It, it's mm-hmm. an online persistent world, but I think they need. Seasons and and changes to that, you know. Hey, Grand Theft Auto Six, the map can change every ten weeks or something like that, you know, uh-huh. to get people to come back in. Because well, you know, once I was done, I'm like, ah, eh, there's nothing really in here for me. But, but that's that's the first one. I, I and the rest of these I think are actually much cooler uh, in in this and, and, and really cool. Uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. Uh, I don't like the title Village, but I think it's the only title they could come up that had the eight. Uh, with the <laughs> letters the right
0: roman numerals in front of it yep
1: yeah um and it looks to be as you as you as you said um something to do with werewolves and like you know european style you know nightmares maybe vampires in here or something weird
0: yeah i've kind of lost thread with some of the resident evil characters because i'm not a huge fan but i try to keep up with the world so i guess like chris redfield's mm-hmm. back but I, I feel like the last time we saw him i thought he was Died in a volcano, but maybe that was maybe that was actually Wesker. I don't know. I get all of these people confused, but yeah, it seems like we're going back to a familiar kind of Eastern European setting that you kind of saw in Resident Evil 4, which was probably one of the biggest shakeups in the game franchise, and that's actually the next one to be remade right now. So I wonder if there's gonna be a little bit of tie-in there where you beat Resident Evil 4, the remake, and then maybe you get like a cutscene or a transition to what you might see in Resident Evil 8 Village. But yeah, I guess just this virus can manifest many different things so maybe it'll be more of a man million virus so it won't be based in like fungus or tentacles maybe it'll be based in like you know mammal things but uh, I am too much of a baby to play these games, but I love watching Let's Players play them. So I will be down to watch Markiplier play Resident Evil 8 as soon as it drops.
1: Yeah, I, I did not play 7 uh, as much because I have the VR version, and I'm just oh terrified of that. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. But I did enjoy Resident Evil 5 and 6, which I believe... Uh, I think 6 Chris Redfield was one of the main players. So Yeah,
0: those are those are more action games. Yeah, yeah I was able to play those pretty straightforward.
1: I, exactly. So this one looks to be like I said there's snow, there, It looks like to be a, a village is the thing and you're going to be dealing with some maybe some um not mythical but like you know, uh like if it comes out of Europe like vampires and werewolves and other stuff soon to be Beasties. Yeah, yeah beasties,
0: th- as, as Captain Jack Sparrow would say. I,
1: exactly. You're in the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> mode for sure. Uh, I uh, Insomniac, one of the the biggest game makers, which was just purchased by PlayStation and makes one of the cl- more classic games. Ratchet and Clank dropped a new game in here. Uh, was it um something through time or something through some something
0: riffs. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. there's some sort of mechanic where you can very easily swap between different worlds. Yeah. And I saw some game developers on Twitter saying that this is actually a really big deal. Technically, this is something that's never been done before. Which could be very, very true. That is uh, a Spider-Man
1: a- Shattered Dimensions game. <laughs> but, you know, who am I? Go on.
0: Yeah, I mean, this could be a technical feat unlike no other. But at least to the trailer, I'm just like, this just looks like another Ratchet and Clank game, which could be great. I've I've never really played the franchise, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really wowing me. But I guess if you're a Ratchet and Clank fan, it might be yeah. different.
1: I got the uh, the first one for free on PlayStation Plus um, and played, which was a kind of a remake or reintroduction. Uh, from insomniac on the PlayStation 4, and I had a really good time with it. The The, level, the gun upgrades are really fun. Um, you know, this jump-and-shoot-a-bunch-of-enemies kind of deal. And this is fun, but I think the interesting thing here is, is different universes, not different worlds. Um, and there seems to be some sort of female Ratchet character um, uh-huh. who's unveiled here at the end, which means it could be maybe multiplayer, or possibly, you know, you're going to be... Um, Jumping around, meeting different versions of Ratchet and Clank through these different universes.
0: Didn't they make a Ratchet and Clank movie? Did that uh, was that ever a
1: thing? Did yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was an animated that? film. Yeah. <laughs> well wow. yeah. time it, flies. <laughs> it, it was fairly recent, I believe, but it was animated, uh, graphically animated. I think they even used the, the the CGI graphics from the games to make it kind of deal. The Ratchet and Clank from Insomniac. They're not the last time I'm going to mention their name here. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, So Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Mike. Uh, this game, I, I'm not. I can't beat or play Horizon Zero Dawn. I just did not have a good time with it because I played it immediately after God of War, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: that, I mean that's 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 a thing. If you play a game that has just like such a solid, just breakthrough perfected mechanic, and then you go on to the next game that kind of have something similar. It's really hard to get rooted into it. Uh, the only reason I even know about Horizon Zero Dawn is after I got my PlayStation Four a couple years ago, kind of getting back into the gaming world. I was looking at, oh, like, what are some like really popular PlayStation games right now? And Horizon Zero Dawn was one of them. And I think I had it on like a couple like Amazon wish lists, you know, briefly, but you know, I never ended up getting it. But I I've, I saw the cover of it enough. For when the trailer popped up, I was like, I think this is Horizon Zero Dawn, isn't it? And yeah, yeah I guess that uh, there's not a whole lot of dreaded redhead females in the video game world. So it's very iconic, at least with that it,
1: hair. And there are people yelling at me. They're like, oh, you got to give it a chance, give it a chance. And I, I I might come back to it, and then I totally will. It's not anything against the game. It's just the mechanics of it are, t- like, it, the world looks like God of War, but the mechanics are so different. You, it's more of a stealth kind of game. You I mean, can't brute rush the, the the enemies like you do. In God I mean of War, this.
0: But. I mean that is one of the main reasons why it's. T- it, I really haven't gone back to uh. What's I always forget the name of that Star Wars game, Chris. Uh, what's it called? Uh, with the with the kid in it. Fallen Jedi.
1: Fallen Order. Fallen, Fallen Order. Fallen,
0: Fallen Order. I still have not been able to go, go back to that because I picked that game up right after I finished the Uncharted series, which has basically perfected uh, scaling and moving throughout worlds on, on objects and crawling up things. And then the games I played before that were from soft games like Sekiro and uh, and Bloodborne, where it's all about like the tough, gritty uh, battle mechanics. And that's basically what that Star Wars game was. So when I picked it up, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. I feel like I I did this better in other games. But like you said before, that shouldn't take away from how good the game is. It's just like – it's just like you can't can't watch like an Academy Award-winning movie and then move on to something that just kind of like Netflix pooped out, you know?
1: Right. It it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means, you know, you've got to adjust to it. And what I like about Horizon Forbidden West reveal is here, it's not just one world, it looks like, or one environment. Um, You can pick almost – there's green grass, there's deserts, there's snow – you pick an environmental descriptor, uh, any world out of Star Wars, pretty much, and <laughs> and it looks like this. This this girl is is going into it in this in this new game. With they have a lot of more robot um, animals as well. Like there wasn't there like tyrannodactyls or something like that.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I I guess is that a thing that happens in this world? Robot animals. Yeah, well, that's <laughs>
1: what it is. Yeah, all the animals are like the whole deal is this is in the future. Their civilization collapsed. They don't like technology. Technology assimilated into these animals are like horses and bears and, and T-Rex looking ones. So all the animals, not real animals, are dinosaurs. But it looks like there's some sort of like... It reminded me of Moana if I could be completely honest. Something is <laughs> infecting the land here. And she's going right. to figure it out. So um, well, People
0: seem to be excited that they're making you know, a sequel. We'll leave yeah. it at that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of sequels, the other big thing when the new console comes out is always remakes. Mm-hmm. And it appears that um, the the predecessor of a game you just mentioned... Um, Dark Souls Demon Souls is getting a remake and I don't know if this is I, I, I don't know Demon Souls enough to know any better is this a Final Fantasy style remake or a remaster like The Last of Us was
0: I think this is a this is akin to I guess the remastered that they did with uh, Shadow of the Colossus. What's that? Which I, I I'm very familiar with the games, but I haven't played them myself because it's from the same dev team. So I think it's getting from what I've read the reactions online. I believe it's getting a full you know graphical uh, uh, redo. So it's it's not like they're going back into the game code and like upping the polygons. So I believe they're remodeling everything. Seems like you're going to be getting the same environments, but some people hinted at there are some parts of the game that were kind of Scrapped or left out, or some unfinished worlds, that this might be the opportunity to finish and polish off those bits of the game. So uh, I wasn't much of a Dark Souls person. I played uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro, which came from FromSoft. So it might be fun to go back to like kind of the originator of all this, Demon Souls, and try the remake just to see how uh, how that'll play. Uh, but yeah, it was weird watching that trailer, uh, seeing Dark, seeing the Dark Souls logo, and then seeing a different uh, a studio behind it. But I guess if they did the Shadow Colossus remake, people yeah. really liked it. So this might be. Something to look forward to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Blue point uh is, is known for you know kinda of doing that and it, it looks like it's um it says they say that it's a remake, not a remaster. So I again that that word can be construed either way. Um they may change some things and call it a remake, or it may be uh, you know, adjusting things from two thousand nine to 2021. Yeah. Because, again, like, I always think, when I think remaking, I think Final Fantasy, where they, like, blew everyone away, like, okay, we're not doing the same thing again. Well, yeah. There's no point don't, in
0: that, so. Don't worry, Chris, this is not the only unclear
1: announcement that we'll be talking about on today's show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Very, very true. Uh, we already did HBO, so I don't know what's next. Uh, one of the games that, that, that kind of caught my eye was the game called Stray, Mike. Oh, um, caught both of our eyes. A gem in our eye. Yeah, so, uh, as, a, as a cat owner, I enjoyed that this is about a cat with a backpack. <laughs> uh, in a world full of robots, uh, uh, didn't seem to be no humans uh, at all. Um, but this cat has apparently, you know, robot owner and has to run around. I'm assuming collecting parts for his robot master. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, I was I, very. The art style was so cool too. Yeah, I almost assumed
0: uh, when the when the trailer for the game started, the the cat was almost just kind of set dressing. You just thought it was a, a part of the environment. And Then all of a sudden, the camera starts moving around. Like, oh, they're really focusing on this cat. It's like, is this game about being a cat? Um, if you do a little bit more deep dive into the game, I guess this is something that started development like a couple years ago. Uh, I saw somebody collected some of these old Tumblr posts that the developers put up online, and you can see them playing around with like the cat walking and jumping mechanic, like way back in the day, in these kind of stripped down environments. So it looks like the gameplay has really been um, really been uh, focused on for the last couple years. So yeah, cat with a backpack. The the internet's gonna go crazy for this one. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing Stray.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That looks- looks like a real cool uh indie game that's gonna you know not be one of the the high tense you know run and gun kind of games. so that's really cool are you familiar with the odd world series of games mike uh i'm familiar but i've never played okay i had uh on my playstation one odd world abes exodus i believe uh and i didn't know what the hell i was doing for a lot of that game Um, (laughs) but i can always tell you when i knew it was like an odd world character Right, like you, oh, you can always tell the Abe character, you know, um, there, and they went and did like, um, Stranger's Wrath and a couple other. Yeah, spin-off he's like ones. this. Gr-
0: he's like this green lumpy alien, wasn't he? Like a didn't Oddworld like launch like a console? I want to say like maybe the Xbox generation that launched with one of these Oddworld games. I think maybe that's why it's so ingrained in a lot of gamers' brains because it was like a launch title.
1: Yeah, uh, was it? Um, was new and new and tasty, or there was one about drinking drinks in this thing but um, <laughs> who knows? Munch's Odyssey is what it was called um, and then New and Tasty was new but the newest one is Soulstorm and it looks to be you know a graphical upgrade of this whole Oddworld thing and uh, I, I'm very interested to see how this kind of plays out because you know it's such an old you know series it's been around forever and your, your whole goal is to get these other um creatures I forget what they're called um Mudokins, M- Mudokens, Mudokens? I-, I pulled it up here. <laughs> um, but uh, to follow you, and it looks like there's like, going to be a lot of blood and gruesome things happening to these guys, kind of like uh, Lemmings, it looks like a little I bit. think
0: it looks like it's a game about genocide, as far as I could tell from watching the trailer. It seems like someone's coming in trying to destroy these aliens, so uh, I just thought it was weird that they're, like, skinny, but they're also buff and jacked, so I was like, what is this game? But you're mm-hmm. right. They're very visually striking. You always know when you're seeing an odd word up. Oddworld alien or creature uh, As soon as you see it they got big old buggy Eyes you know they got weird bodies
1: Yeah, yeah exactly in the the Mouth uh, stitches it looks like he cuts Them in this game though at the end like he's like Removing them so mm-hmm. um, yeah, This looks fun it looks graphically cool this Is also the first game that made me realize there's A difference between playstation Exclusive and um, Console exclusive So a playstation exclusive oddworld Is actually coming to xbox and pc Later mm-hmm. um but it, it will be out for launch, and then like the next game we're going to talk about is what we call a console exclusive, Michael. You can only play on PlayStation Five. Uh, yes, this it, is
0: the probably the the biggest game that came out of the conference, and I'm so glad you brought it up, Chris. This is like the the biggest thing that landed on our sh- on on our laps, and I can't wait to talk about it. It's Bug Snacks. Bug uh, Snacks is just like the 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 game yeah. that's sweeping the the internet uh Chris, okay, I'll put I'm, it so I'm so did, glad you dedicated a full i'm so glad you dedicated a full bullet point to bug snacks i totally agree we we really just need to dig into this for like the next 20 minutes it's from the developers who who made octodad which is this crazy like kind of indie game where you're this octopus trying to move through the human world as a human but obviously like the controls are insane because it's just like how the hell do you control an octopus it's a weird bizarre game but people really loved it so i guess they're moving on to a new game called bug snacks and you just you gotta watch the trailer because it's so weird it's so funny it starts off almost like you're watching some sort of like viva pinata like children's game the strawberry comes to life it like flips upside down it's walking over it's walking on its green little leaves it has like these big giant eyes and you're just like oh wow this is like a kid's game this is like a anthropomorphic uh, strawberry then it gets picked up by a like a talking walrus and you're mm-hmm. just like okay what is this you're really it, it, diving into the children's franchise here. and this is a
1: steve irwin style walrus uh yes. talking walrus like it's like, like oh Oh, crikey, look at these bug snacks. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. And then you see this cute little strawberry, and then it just eats it. It just eats it, and the music doesn't change. It's just like, oh my God, I just ate this thing. And then while you're being terrified, the creature's walrus's arm turns into, into, a, into a, strawberry. a strawberry. It's just like, what am I? What is happening here? And then you just go through this crazy trailer where you see these creatures eating bugs. Bug snacks and it's just like some person turns into a sandwich. Then one guy complains that he couldn't put the fire out in the village because his hands were wieners, like sausage oh, yeah, wieners. You so you like, <laughs> like I don't know what's happening. It's so weird. It's bizarre. Like I, it's the one trailer that I showed to my wife uh, out of this, who's not really into gaming, but she loves weird stuff. So I was like, you gotta see this. This is so weird. So uh, yeah, I'm I gotta play Bug Snacks. I think Bug Snacks is like a this year. I think I, I think it's yeah. also uh, across other. Consoles, I think um, older gens can play it as well because it's not like graphically blazing on the horizon. So I, I think I can just play this on yeah. my PS4. In a yeah, but
1: Bug Snacks is PS4, PS5, and PC. So <sighs> it's just so weird. So well, gotta
0: go check out the Bug snacks trailer.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, the only thing that caught me on this is like, okay, I get it, it's cool, they're eating it, and then their body parts are turning into these, and then apparently all the Bug Snacks can form into like a bigger Bug Snacks like combo at the end of it's the It's like a, it's
0: like a bug snacks like Sasquatch or werewolf that like attacks you. Like a yeah, cuz even a, Yeah, yeah cuz even when the trailer ends, the camera just kind of stays there and just lingers and you're just like, "Wait, what's happening?" It's just so weird. You got to go watch it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And I did watch it. Today. It was one of like the few I watched. It. I'm like, Mike was telling me about the strawberry thing. So <laughs> I got I got to figure out what's going on here. Um but uh yeah, I I don't know. It's apparently a first-person game, which I don't know how you play this game as a first person. So I don't know. Um, thank you
0: for thank you for indulging me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome.
1: But the real console exclusive we're yes, just gonna yes, talk yes. about because that's not a console exclusive, is Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um Ooh. the I thought this was going to be Spider Man 2's announcement. I was mm-hmm. sold so up and down They're like you know Spider Man 2 launching, you know, this the spring on PlayStation 5. Well apparently Miles Morales is a standalone game, right? You don't have to buy the other one, it's not an expansion built on the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 engine Uh and upscaled for the PS5.
0: Yes, exactly. It's one of those fancy new engines that can upscale because it's kind of like uh, the PS5 in some senses is just a a nice... It's just a nicer computer. So it's like, oh, my PC games will run better on this new computer. Uh, so I think that's what they're doing with uh, Miles Morales. Uh, I'm kind of curious what the scope of the game is going to be. Like, is this going to be a full fledged, like, you know, same amount of hours that it took me to complete the, uh, you know, the Spider Man game that came out about a year ago? Uh, who knows? Uh, but. It seems like it's kind of it feels Blood Dragon esque to me. Yeah, where it's just like a, it is a standalone game built on the old engine. Don't expect like a whole uh, experience, uh, but it, I guess it's going to depend what the price is going to be. You know, like you know, if, if, we're, if we're talking sixty dollar range, I want sixty dollar length. But yeah, you, know, you want a Spider Man? Of- I I, th-
1: I don't think it is. I think you know they are building Spider Man Two, and they are using you know this world and the kind of like. They're going to upgrade it even farther for the next game, but this has this is, like, the first step to keep our appetites whetted uh-huh. for a little bit. Because I don't know if you, I included some screenshots here uh, talking about his powers, but notice it's snow and Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, there's Christmas lights on the street. It's snowy. Miles has his new suit, obviously, so there's going to be something in here. But you're not going to play as Peter Parker, uh, who could be in the other Avengers game, I don't know. But you get to see his abilities. He doesn't have technical abilities, like... Peter Parker does. His spider powers actually give him different skill sets, mm-hmm. uh, which include a venom shock and a, the power of invisibility. So yep. I think we're not going to have the full eight things on the wheel that Peter Parker has, unless he gives them to Miles for his suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm expecting, you know, maybe half length, maybe a thirty or forty dollar game. Um, I'm just disappointed they didn't do a Miles Morales console version. <laughs> Um, oh, 'Cause that black yeah. and red would have been sick.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of comps out there of people uh tweaking Uh, with the colors but it does make sense that maybe we wouldn't be seeing uh spider-man 2 so quickly because game development takes just so long that i'm glad at least we're getting something in the meantime uh hopefully that hopefully they build us a world hopefully we get all of new york and maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit extra you know just to to play around a little bit more because this game is fun the spider-man game is is just fun to boot up and just swing around for a little bit for a little while if you need something to do so i hope maybe they they kind of put some of that infrastructure in there give us something to swing on for another year or two until the next spider-man game comes Mm. out
1: well also yeah you don't want to blow your spider-man game like a brand new one on a brand new console that may that you may not max out right like you you, if you're gonna rebuild the the, this huge world because again you talk about the map is huge right Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got to you know do it right you want to do it right you want to build scale up and and add those enemies so this is a fun I guess half step Uh, along the way
0: so i'm looking i'm looking forward to all the cool suits that we might get to unlock because it would be asinine for them not to let us unlock the suits in the spider-verse film Mm -hmm. uh for this game so i'm looking forward to that
1: yeah yeah i i mean miles hasn't had a lot of different suits but it's still spider-man you know so Mm -hmm. you can put him in any suit you want to and be like yeah he's got a spider-man suit i'm interested to see who the villains are in this one and why Why is it set in snow Christmas time? Like, what's that point of that setting specifically mm-hmm. uh, for this? So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's been a good time. I'm very excited for this. It's not going to make me run out by a PlayStation 5 on launch day. Um, the,
0: yeah, the only, the only thing that's a little bit of a bummer is I find it hard to believe that this game isn't also reverse-compatible with the PlayStation yeah. 4, or at the very least, maybe the PS4 Pro. So it just seems almost like they're walling it off to make people buy the PS5. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know exactly when I'm going to get around to buying the next-gen console. So hopefully this digital version of the console is cheap enough to where it's not such a, a, mm-hmm. a, um, a big decision to make. But yeah, i got to play this.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely want to play it. Um, I definitely, I, I w- if it had been Spider-Man 2... I would have had a hard choice to make, Mike. But seeing that it's Spider-Man like 1.5, I'm I'm not as tore up. Marvel's Avengers game is still coming out this fall, though, Mike. So we get some opportunity in the middle, and we get a look at uh, Kamala Khan's room uh, from one of the artists, uh, who is Kamala Khan's like one again one of the main playable characters here, and you can see uh-huh. that you know she's a huge Avengers fan all around.
0: Yeah, um, this is like if Chris was a teenager, this is what his bedroom would look like if he was a teenager right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, she doesn't have any pop vinyls, so I don't know if, if, if I yeah. can – no, I'm kidding. Well, that's,
0: the, that's, like the, that's like maybe the one wall we don't see.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she got Iron Man and Thor and and, and, and Captain America. But the biggest thing here is a that we've not seen yet is there are Captain Marvel posters here. And mm-hmm. it seems to be the one on the wall is the, probably the most like the one she's going to look like in the game. Cause it looks more mm-hmm. photorealistic. So I believe Captain Marvel will be a hidden character or at least one of the first DLC characters that you get for free, um, mm-hmm. to play as. And it looks like her, her suit, Kamala Khan's, suit is draped over the back of the chair there. Um, on at her computer chair. So
0: yeah, there's there's something
1: there for sure. Uh, I, th- I thought that was kind of cool, interesting. You know, again, she's a big Avengers fan. This is oh, this is would Oh, love. I think
0: I think I just picked up. Oh, I thought the I thought the Christmas lights were were Infinity Gems, but no, that's a, that's a little shield. It's a little helmet. Yeah. It's a Hulk fist. Uh, I, I kind of want those lights.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'll they'll probably make them right after this thing. So, yeah. uh, this is really cool to see. That gives me, you know, excited for um, the Avengers game to come back out. Apparently, I think it's next week or two weeks. They're gonna do a big video reveal on the game. Uh, what I would hope is for Xbox, because uh, I have this for Xbox and PlayStation, ordered, um, that they do the, what's called the smart delivery, where you buy this game and you get the Xbox Series X version for free when you when you mm-hmm. get the game. So that's what I'm hoping for, Mike, and crossplay. So cross our fingers. But speaking of, speaking of Captain Marvel, <laughs> uh, the IMAX at home, the streaming service, is uh, has now added Captain Marvel to it. And um, someone here on Twitter has, has got their hands on it to watch it and you know uploaded some photos showing how big the screen looks. I mean, there's a no comparison versus the other one. But I really want to watch IMAX versions at home, Mike. I just hate that you have to have everything. Yeah, to, give to me a those...
0: Give me that extra stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why can't you just put this on Torrent Sides, man? I'll download it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pay for your IMAX version because you you have so many TVs. But, like, I think it would be fun to see a 4K version of the movies that were filmed in 4K, like the Uh Infinity War and Endgame kind of thing. Yeah. But we'll, we'll 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 see uh star wars speaking of star wars games mike they haven't got to do you ever play rogue squadron or any of the other uh, uh, starfighter games when you were
0: uh probably way back in the day uh wh- i'm sure that they had them on like what playstation one or playstation two yeah i feel I, like well, i, mean, I, I remember
1: i played them on 64 yeah, I, mean,
0: I feel like i remember being a tie fighter at some point in time
1: yeah so uh star wars rogue squadron is one of the few games actually for um in 64 i remember playing uh quite frequently uh, so you you have a lot of uh, dogfight scenes, you know. You're playing that stuff. So uh, they've actually leaked on accident the um, the sequel on Xbox. So they had to unveil EA's making Star Wars Squadrons, a um, game that uses you know uh, X-wings and Tie Fighters uh, for combat in the upcoming game. So it's a flying only game, not like Battlefront. And the uh, the reveal for that will be tomorrow from EA around I think two o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Eastern. Hey-o. So, um, is this something you'd be interested in, Mike? As as a, you know, as a, when you're looking for your next Star Wars game since Fallen Order, you know, you, you've not gotten into it all the way yet. Is this something I you mean, play, or is you gotta, this something you got to
0: You you got to drop the word uh, pod racing on me, man. I think that's the last time I had fun in a in a racing game in a Star Wars world. I know this isn't racing; it's like battling, but like, you, uh, man, I want to get
1: back in, back in those pods. You know what you need? Pod you racing mean? VR. Yeah, oh, wow, that would be fun! Yeah, you put on the thing and you're looking around the pods as you're driving fast, just like Anakin yeah. did in episode I mean,
0: one. that's one of the cool things about the pods in general, because like if you're racing in a human race car, you got like a windshield in front of you and you got all this stuff. But like in a pod, like when Anakin or any of those aliens were in those pod racing things, they had to do a lot of shit. They were like twisting knobs or popping plugs or flipping switches. So like that would be really fun to do in VR, just like look around and see all these different things. Like, oh, my engine on the right hand side is like on fire. I got to grab this extinguisher down by my foot and like, you know, cool it down, I think that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, or at least, you know, if, even if you, it didn't include that far, just like looking around you while you were racing. Because those mm-hmm. worlds are it's so fast and, you know, there, there's some rubbing. There's some rubbing in those races, so... You know, Give it to us. Give yeah. it to us, Lucas. Yeah, do it. That's the next big one. Uh, for our Ghostbusters fans out there, uh, there's a documentary called Cleaning Up the Town Remembering Ghostbusters. And it's set to debut for free on crackle this week yes Uh, i forgot crackle was still a thing (laughs) yeah i keep thinking it's like a snack bar like a hershey's isn't that what it is a crackle bar isn't it
0: yeah i I think crackle is still owned by sony and ghostbusters is a sony property so i guess that makes sense
1: yeah this is interesting uh at least it's free again regardless it comes out this week i think i didn't know about it i'm sure ghostbusters fans did know but um it looked interesting it looked like some of these people are like Kind of dicks, to be honest, <laughs> in this trailer. They didn't like really paint a nice picture of everybody. They were like, "We got to make these things bigger," but they looked awful the more big they got. So, um, I might, I might, if I get some downtime, uh, take a chance to, to, to stroll down memory lane with Ghostbusters. So, take a look. But speaking of memory lane, Bill and Ted Three, back back, got a new trailer, face the music trailer, Mike. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I. I don't care. (laughs) This is a strange thing for me to watch
0: because I have zero nostalgia for Bill and Ted because I haven't seen any of their films, which uh, some people scoff when you say that. Oh, you've never seen a Bill and Ted movie? And I I just haven't. I've never got around to it. Uh, It was weird for me watching it just because I was like, oh, uh, he shaved his beard. Uh, Where's Keanu Reeves's beard? Grow it back. He looks weird without it. Uh, (laughs) He needs his beard. He needs his magical
1: wick beard. Well, it's it's hard to pick up characters, what, 20 plus years later, right? Um, Yeah. And come back to them like this.
0: Like, any time. I'm just trying to think of, like, any kind of, like, classic retro movie that has come back and then people rejoiced. You know, it's always just been you know,
1: lackluster. What I did watch this week, I think I said, I don't think I said last I watched Tron Legacy this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought that up uh, last L- week. Okay, was then it was last the week. Show. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Because this reminds like, that's a situation where Tron and Tron Legacy worked, right? Because you're like, oh, the internet has evolved. Here's how the internet looks now. Mm-hmm. Um Bill and Ted 3 it's, reminds me too much of the Dumb and Dumber 2 movie. Ooh. <laughs> where they, they're older, uh, they've got kids, uh, they're reliving old move, old scenes from the old movies, right? So, like, it looks like they're going to be flying around seeing alternate versions of themselves because they see themselves in, like, a prison uh-huh. in the future. And they're all buff in those big fake muscle suits, which is kind of funny. But I don't know what to think of this, and I hope Bill and Ted fans are happy. I mean, I
0: can I can only imagine... I mean, Keanu was obviously an amazing guy. Everybody loves him, on-screen and off-screen, so... I assume he read the script, and he liked it, and it was good enough to move forward, but, uh, like I said, I haven't seen any of the Bill & Ted stuff, no. so this one is not resonating with uh, your boy over here, so... Yeah.
1: Well, what's interesting to me is they're still looking to push this out August 14th of this year, so uh, that's going to tie into a couple other topics later. So, August 14th, you can see Bill & Ted 3. I... I'm really surprised this didn't go straight to digital, um, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays off. However, in, in late July, uh, we maybe we get some more information on this because Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, is going Comic-Con at home for the entirety of the event this year, July 22nd through 26th. And I plan on sitting outside, uh, no sunscreen on, and getting my own sunburn while watching <laughs> these panels, Mike.
0: Yeah, just to recreate your
1: experience from last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to sit in the concrete, pretend I'm in line. <laughs> You know, line waiting simulator. That's what, that's what I want. and yeah, um, then
0: you'll text me and say, "Bring me an umbrella." Yeah, he's like, can I "Gotta you go find a Macy's and buy one for you."
1: Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you came through with that umbrella though. Uh, still mm-hmm. didn't save me, but it was it was nice. <laughs> could have been worse. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get the news and reveals we expect out of this. I think uh, it's, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, they've not really confirmed who all's involved yet, but it will be a completely free event, open to all online viewers, which is in. is a cool move on their behalf. They got the insurance money for canceling, so... Yeah.
0: I think we could possibly get some smaller reveals, maybe some indie uh, level announcements that could benefit from the co-branding of Comic-Con because it's still a very strong brand Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah we're not going to see any of the big announcements because you know Disney or Warner Brothers I'm sure would rather just hold their own event or announce it in their own way and also like what do you announce right now anyway you've pushed everything that's coming out this year to later or even next year so all of the stuff that you normally would announce at Comic-Con is already two years away instead of like a year away Uh, so but I think there could be some maybe like cool pan Panels. last time we talked about this i always say how i always miss like some of the smaller stuff that i wish i could make it to so this would be an opportunity if they hopefully archive it maybe someplace mm-hmm. i could go like check out those little panels you know well, you know streaming. people are
1: gonna put them on youtube at least uh mm-hmm. well, what's cool is you know there could be an opportunity here for some some studios like maybe legendary or or uh, universal is bigger but they could have like you know new things. Hey. We're gonna come out with this movie later that you didn't know we're doing, or this adaptation, or the sequel. Yeah, or we're bringing like, people back.
0: Yeah, like Legendary or Paramount, or maybe even yeah. like some streaming services. Maybe even maybe Quibi shows up and
1: announces like some sort of crazy comic well, ad- book thing. Adult Swim's always had a really really strong presence there, mm-hmm. um, and you know in terms of their booth and their panels. So you know I could see them doing like oh here's our surprise guest star and our, our surprise announcement the Apple thing one and one more thing here's the the you know like marvel does i don't know if marvel and dc will I, they'd be stupid not to have something but it's not going to be the end all be all like san diego is uh-huh. so uh you know i it's free we're going to be there we're going to be reporting on it so we hope that your um your news with us is just as exciting as it <laughs> is every year for
0: crossing my fingers chris yeah
1: 50 years they had to cancel fifty first. thank god we didn't plan on making it out there However, like you mentioned, DC is looking to do their own thing in August called DC FanDome, which I don't know what that means. Like um, a dome? Like a physical construction? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a virtual convention. Maybe it's a virtual construction uh, in August. Uh, and they will it will be a global event that promises new announcements from WB Games, Films, TV, and Comics. See, there you go, exactly what we yeah. just
0: said. The you ain't going to see Warner Brothers show up, they'll do their own thing, and here it is.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, even if it's DC, you know, having their own, like, these online events, they can save so much money if they just do it them themselves, uh, that kind uh-huh. of thing. Uh, but my, uh, the two things that are kind of confirmed are Black Adam news, uh-huh. and the Suicide Squad news. Hey, so, uh... Uh, um James
0: Gunn was just on uh, coming back from like a road trip or something and he was doing a and so, yeah. uh, a so uh answering pretty much the same questions that he always does uh uh suicide, so- suicide squad questions and then um and then uh Guardians, Guardians questions.
1: questions exactly the two things yeah. he'll be known for forever <laughs> um so those are pretty much confirmed but the other things I think it might be here we have the Green Lantern show on on, D- on HBO Max uh-huh. uh, we could hear maybe some some casting for that because uh, they got to start filming, right? So they got to do that, and maybe possibly that Superman sequel with J.J. Um, Abrams uh, working on that they could be working on. Uh, is there anything you'd want to see out of a DC fandom that we just
0: haven't yet? Oh man, I mean, I want to see more. I want to see more Batman stuff. I mean, we've yeah. only gotten like uh, we've gotten like yeah. some broody uh, official releases and then we've gotten some uh, like just stuff from the set where he's in his like bat motorcycle suit.
1: (laughs) I think that one's pretty much confirmed and um, Wonder Woman are confirmed. Um, but is there anything that maybe is a little more out there, Mike, for your conspiracy theorist brain?
0: Ooh, well, probably the flash. I mean yeah. uh, there there is this conspiracy theory thing that I did see online. I guess Joe Manganiello uh, posted a, a photo on Instagram and he put a couple hashtags on it and one of the hashtags was Flashpoint. And, uh, and then the post was removed and then re-added exactly the same, but the flash, but the hashtag Flashpoint was missing. So it makes me think that Joe Manganiello just went into like a meeting with Warner Brothers. They're throwing around the word Flashpoint uh, saying all these things that might get him back into the franchise. He's really excited about it. He's throwing that in um, social media posts like, no, 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 no. You can't be talking about Flashpoint right now. So I think uh, Flashpoint could very well what, still be a thing that happens.
1: What if he is... The Batman from Flashpoint, Joe Manganiello. Yeah, like what if is what if the, like Flashpoint. they don't put him in the Deathstroke look, but he is Flashpoint's Batman, which is actually Bruce Wayne's father, Thomas Wayne. Oh, uh, oh, I see what you're saying—the Thomas yeah. Wayne angle. Yeah. I don't know, because he's he's of that age. He could pull, he, like you know, Robert Pattinson. He's he's older. He could look like his dad. Yeah, I, I suppose it could be possible. Yeah. There's an opportunity there. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. He could come back as Deathstroke, but you know, don't don't gray him up a little bit. You put him in normal. Wonder Woman, I didn't see this coming, was actually pushed back again to October 2nd, 2020. This is the fourth new date for this movie, Mike.
0: Yeah, I believe, uh, I believe this is really just uh, getting out of the way at this point in time because uh, there's a, a bigger movie that wants to – well, bigger movie is uh, maybe one way to put it. Uh, but uh, another installment from a very famous director that I think wants to come out beforehand and the studio that owns both of the films don't really want to
1: cannibalize the time. Well, that or they're like, well, maybe by October definitely more seats for Wonder Woman will be open. Um, but the next thing you know, October 2nd That's fine right Noth- Nothing to talk about there uh, The movie we're going to talk about here in a little bit Is actually um, Is being taken over by Inception being re-released Which is kind of a weird choice Like why, why would you put Inception in, the- in theaters um, Again is that, is that a good Christopher Nolan movie to put in there? when you well, want to do Batman?
0: I believe they're coming up on an anniversary uh, for Inception, which makes a little bit more sense. But, I mean, it, I think it just dovetails into uh, the Tenet release. It's like, oh, let's get the Nolan fans back into the theater. Mm-hmm. Let's do anything we can to get people
1: back into well, the theaters. Well, and you, It's funny you mentioned it because WB will reveal new footage from all their upcoming movies with this Inception re-release. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not going to watch Inception. You're going for the... Uh, the post-Inception trailers. So... Is that is that worth enough to get you to go see Inception or you just wait till they hit the internet like an hour later? I, I
0: mean I mean not for me. I, I guess this is just kind of a bigger broader question of just when are people going to be going back to the movies in this country because we're still in a pandemic. There's still states out there that are recording like record number increases of cases of of mm-hmm. COVID and so the last thing you want to be doing is going to an enclosed space where they've already proven that like movement of like air conditioners move the virus around more. Uh, I watched this like Fascinating video where they um, where they dove into this situation where a family that had the virus went into this restaurant in China, and not everybody in this restaurant got the virus, but the people that were in the streamline of the air conditioner all got the virus. Oh. So it just seems it just seems like there's all of these crazy uh, scenarios in which that uh, this virus can be. Uh, contracted and they're also talking about mutations and everything so it's just it just seems like uh, the whole commerce side of things seems to be overtaking the sensibility and what people should be doing but I guess of course we live in a free country where you can make your own decisions but all I can say is on my side of things is we are immunocompromised in this household Mm. um, pretty severely and we can't really be taking the risks of going to the movie theaters right now so all I can say is for me I don't think I'm going to be going to any movies this year so it doesn't make me kind of frustrated to see these movies that I do want to see I really want to see Wonder Woman I really want to see Tenet, you know but like I can't I'm not gonna risk it going to a movie theater just to, just to catch these films and I'm, I feel like I'm in this odd place because it seems like Christopher Nolan really wants to that rec- he, he like he wants to plant a flag back on movies again and be like I'm gonna be the guy that brings people back to the movies and it's just like dude like people are gonna go see your movie no matter what if your yeah. movie just would have came out in 2021 you would still make a lot of money so So like now all of these studios seem to be pivoting to like what is a very old school release of movies, which is – kind of interesting on its face that this is how movies used to be released way back in the day. They would slowly roll them out into markets and they would catch steam and then they would come to other markets and people would t- start to talk about them. But now all I'm worried about is like, no, this movie's going to come out in like one theater in a state that doesn't have a lot of viruses and then the spoilers are already going to be out there on the internet. The internet didn't exist back when they had these old yeah. rollouts. So now I'm just like, I'm going to have to go into my cubbyhole, make sure nothing gets spoiled. I'm probably going to have to watch a pirate well, version of you, this movie. You're going to have
1: to call the internet box get the key go unplug your internet from the box yes, uh, exactly until it's done well it, it's, it's interesting you bring up 10 because you know thankfully they're being sensible and they're delaying tenant two weeks um oh, God. to july 31st which he I, I get it christopher nolan wants to save film right in cinema i love the experience but pick your fucking battles dude like save it when people are going digital not when they're you know You could get so many people either infected or or killed during, like, just to watch your your movie, Um, which I get has, you know, spoilers in it you don't want people to know about, but just push it back, man. Just, just... Write 2020 yeah, off as the loss like I, and start again.
0: Yeah, it's like I get it. Everyone's frustrated. They want to be able to go out and and live their life again. Even small businesses, they have it the worst. They can't they can't make money. They can't they can't get funds. I've heard stories about these small movie theaters that are begging to be able to show movies. But it's just like I, this. Just all feels so irresponsible to me. Oh. Like people are gonna get sick. People are still dying, and it seems like people have all but forgotten about the coronavirus in the United States. And I just feel really bad for somebody that that's in a hospital bed right now that's, like, literally dying from it where, like, I'm seeing people, like, on my Instagram stories that are just, like, going to restaurants, like, hanging out with people, like, no masks. They're, like, just inches away from other people. And it's just, like, what a way to disrespect people that are literally, like, dying from this right now. So at the very least... Like if you're if you're gonna go to the movie theater, if you're like gonna go to dinner or just hang out with people, just put on a mask. They're very available now. Like I'm in a very large city with a lot of people in it that all want masks and all required to wear a mask. And I can go to a pharmacy and I can pick one up for like two dollars. So it's just like these are these are accessible. There's things that you can have now. So at the very least, if and you're act like you can get stylish a, yeah, ones. If you're gonna act like a crazy person and really piss me off, just wear a mask. That's just well, just wear the mask, please. Well, the
1: other <laughs> thing is, yeah, I again I, on the other end, I have a. A friend who has triplets right and I was at his mm-hmm. house yesterday and we went to get you know pizza and you know he can't bring anything back for small children like that mm-hmm. you know, they were born early because they are triplets you don't normally go full term so you know it, it's just it's just crazy and he's like I want to go back to the movies but you know not only do we have three kids he, he can't bring anything home and risk the children yeah, so exactly. it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing and I just wish you know someone as big in the movies and influential as Christopher Nolan just stop trying to push it for so long and just like, yeah, let's let's find a, a, a date that works. Because people will go watch the movie. Uh-huh. And people will watch watch Tenet. And, and I will go watch Tenet. But, I mean, it depends on how... Again, will theaters open back up enough for me to go watch that? Um, uh-huh. If they come back in a limited capacity, will there be tickets? Will there be seating? And what does that look like?
0: Yep, I mean, I just... I, I try not to condone piracy I, I believe if you have the money you should just go ahead and buy yeah. it uh, but it's just like I have a feeling that I'm gonna be watching tenant you know yeah. uh, at a somewhat compressed uh, ratio on my TV screen well, at home just the, so nothing gets spoiled
1: the best part is no one's gonna be in front of the camera to walk in front of it during this this camera <laughs> yeah, watching. yeah that's
0: true no one's gonna be policing these pirates <laughs> yeah
1: exactly you just put a mask on it looks like a person right and yeah. put a mask on the camera no uh, <laughs> um but anyway yeah movie theaters got when will they open we don't know um the the last thing we'll talk about is the last um the latest i guess World we victim is matrix 4 is being pushed back a whole year to april 1 2022 because they can't get back to film yet so um, yeah i mean
0: that that that's just uh production issues uh for sure
1: yeah so we'll we'll see how that that handles itself going forward Mike, that's our show. That's what we got for this week. We got we got news. We got video games. We got everything. If people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you?
0: Well, if you want to see my quarantine activities, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see where you're exhaustingly laying your head, where can they find you?
1: You can find me on uh, Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N As soon as all my home projects get done, I'll share photos of them, I'm, but I'm not sharing it in the middle of it because I don't feel that's very nice to everybody, including myself. Uh, you can also head over to uh, Instagram, Valdan87 and do that. Uh, you can also have a comment. If people want to know more about the show uh, listen to our older reviews, since we're not getting a chance to review anything new lately, uh, where can they find those at?
0: Well, they can visit superhero slate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our show notes. So, if you want to see all the things that we talked about, all these video game reveals, uh, you got to go watch that Bug Snacks trailer. Uh, head on up to uh, superhero slate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and get merch slash swag slash clothes, whatever you want to call it, at superhero com slash store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Uh, reach out. Let us know what you're doing, how you're surviving uh the pandemic, uh, are you mad that stuff is getting delayed? Do you want it delayed even further? Uh, uh, what are you feeling? Uh, how is, how's the area going where you live? Are the movie theaters opening back up? I just want to know uh, how people are surviving out there.
1: Are, are um, you watching as many movies as Mike is? Because damn, he's just <laughs> flying through these. Hey,
0: well, at least we'll be able to review um, uh, Umbrella Academy and The Boys Season 2 sooner rather than later. That's true. So at least we still got superhero uh, comic book stuff coming uh, on the streaming side of things. But uh, we love hearing from you, and we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, wear your freaking mask, and we will be here every week.
1: And that includes next week, and we will see you then. All right. Adios. (music) Thanks for listening, and don't
0: forget to subscribe.
1: Ying and yang over here. Yep, or does I say right. frickin' frack? Frickin'
0: frack.